All right, man. This week's featured artist, Harper and Midwest Kind. That's from their uh, new CD, Rise Up. And uh, Harper is in the house. I am. You are in the house, man. It's the first time. First time I've had you in the studio. We've talked a couple times, three or four times over the years. And, uh, man, it's great to welcome you to the KZUM studio. Oh, this is nice. This is your new one. It is, you know. Uh, Sweet-looking studio. I don't know if you was at the old terminal building or not, but, boy, that was, uh, we uh, definitely uh, used it up. I so, think I did go there once, yeah. It was tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to. Uh, I had people wrapped around the board here just trying to play <laughs> instruments there before. So, man, it's great to have you in town, and that's what the whole thing is about. You know, you're playing at the zoo bar tonight. I am, yeah. Been playing there for quite many years. It seems to get better every time, you know. It, it, it seems more and more people have found, found the bar after all these hundreds of years that it's been there. And, uh, you know, Pete's a great guy. I love working there, so it'll be a lot of fun for us. And uh, there you go. There you go. Here you go. Right here. I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're glad to have you. And uh, you know, Rise Up's your newest release. Uh, You know, actually, uh, I may have been one of the first ones to play this because uh, I got this uh, in the mail uh, same day. Paul Nelson and his band was in the studio, and I showed it to him, and he got really excited. He said, man, I ain't even seen that yet. Because yeah, he played on one of, yeah. the, one of the tracks. I think he's on one or two tracks. Yeah, but yeah. Great guitar player. Yeah, he is, man. And uh, this is a great release. Tell us about putting this thing together. I do, You know, um, I've written, this will probably be my 11th CD, and it's always that thing where you go, oh, I haven't got anything in me, you know. I haven't, I, I can't think of anything to write about, and then... It, it just seemed to happen all of a sudden. It just, all these songs just came rolling out. And I've got my studio downstairs in my house and I sat there and went through them. You know, it's frustrating, of course, you know, coming up with new things and eventually I got it all together and then uh, I, I wanted Paul to play some guitar because he's such a great guitarist. He really is. And uh, he owed me. <laughs> so <laughs> I did some harmonica for him. So it's like, you know, reciprocal. We just... Oh, yeah, I'll do this for you. You do this for me. It's kind of fun like that. Yeah, that's he's, nice. He's easy to work with, man. He did uh, Perfection. Uh, uh, he did uh, a couple of Peaceful, it's called, which is an acoustic version of Love Equals Peace Equals Freedom. And I said to him, oh, I'll just play some acoustic guitar on it. And, man, he killed it. He just amazing work. So I was pretty excited about the whole CD. And then, then the pandemic came and... Uh, we still got to number three on Billboard, so... That's you know, impressive. I, I might have got to number one if it wasn't for the old pandemic because there was no way we could promote because everything's shut down. Yeah. So I started writing for TV and stuff and, and got a few of those. So it's kind of changed things a little bit, but I'm glad to be back out working again. You know, the last time I spoke to you was in October. You were playing at the Zoo Bar at that yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, how was the crowd? How did everything turn out for you? I was busy. I was unable to make that show. So It, it was good. I mean, it, uh, it's, it's funny playing early like we do, you know, because they do have a band after us. But uh, the, the people that want to see you, they'll, they'll make sure they're there. And it was a healthy, healthy crowd, even though those people were still reticent about going into a building, you know. It was, <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> I think we've loosened up. You'll you'll certainly see the difference when you go in the zoo bar. Oh this yeah, time. yeah. We're all having a good time, and uh, and it's going to be a good time show. Uh, tell those who may not be familiar with you, uh, Peter, uh, just uh, what kind of show they can expect. Well, we're always pretty full on, you know. Um, high power, even though a lot of the songs are mid range, mid tempo, they still were very powerful songs, and uh, I do a, a bunch of songs off of. Pretty much all of my CDs, and and uh, they, they um, they'll see a wonderful guitarist Austin Johnson, my old bass player Mr. Lee Coy Lewis Jr., Jeremy on drums, and Bobby is singing as well. So we've, well, we've added all this extra stuff on to the to give it more strength, you know. So nice. I think, and and of course. We can't forget the didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention. Uh, you know, that's a whole different. Uh, module in itself that's a down-home uh, instrument though is that how you got into it well I, actually i was at a blues jam and this guy came in with a didgeridoo and he said hey i'd like to sit in with you and, uh, and he brought it along and i went it was an old song of mine called no problem which just sits on the a he just happened to have an a didgeridoo so we did that song and he played it all the way through and i went wow this is amazing i love the sound mm -hmm. so then he joined the band for a while and then he left and I had to learn how to play it myself, which wasn't easy. So, you know, the sound itself kind of reminds me of uh, what were they? The, uh, I don't remember the, the throat. Oh, throat singing. Throat singing. Well, yeah, you it remind me a lot of that. Yeah, you kind of do a bit of that too, because you know it's only one note. You have to embellish it with other things, so you sing in there, and you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. I, I've I've loved doing it. I, I I was a bit scared to do it in the blues scene. I thought. They're just going to think it's a gimmick, you know. And I, um, thankfully for me, uh, Blind Pig Records got behind it and, you know, supported it. So uh, now it, it's not in every song, but it is there. It's definitely know. in the show. You'll yeah, you'll be sharing that. Uh, oh yeah, that they really want to hear it, so they they'll get it. It <laughs> is interesting, and uh, you know, I I brought the one in that I got. Old Joe Galio, uh, he brought brought it to me from Australia, and uh, I I. I don't have a, a clue where to even begin with that thing. That was how I was when I first started. I was like, <laughs> how do you do this? And it's like very secretive, you know, the yeah. circular breathing and that. And I had some friends who were first Australians, that's what we like to call them, and they taught me how to play and respected that I wanted to do it. You know, they um, it's a very it's kind of sacred instrument for them and you don't want to tread on their toes. So yeah. I was... I always got permission every time I used it, uh, and uh, you know I like to respect them for you know I don't want to make fun of it, so uh, you know it's been an integral part of my music. Uh, so at least three songs out of the ten in any album will probably have didgeridoo. In it. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. I mm. like the sound of it. Yeah. It's something different, and it, it certainly does add. It doesn't. It doesn't take away from the blues. No, I don't think so. And you know, it's like if you had a Hammond. Sitting on the one note is the same kind of thing. It's got that drone. Exactly. And, but know, it doesn't sound like Hammond by any means. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can hear that. <laughs> Many times <laughs> with a Hammond you can't hear him because they, you know, speakers are going everywhere. It's like the hardest thing to mix in, in any band, uh, as, as Hammond players will know. You know, it's a really difficult instrument to mix up. Well, if you all just tuning in, we got Peter Harper and uh, Peter Harper in the Midwest kind playing at the Zoo Bar tonight. Yep. You know, we're talking about the didgeridoo, but uh, you're best known for your harmonica. 
Well, that's true, yeah. I was pl- I've been playing that since I was 11. Uh, my grandfather taught me how to play that. And it, Did he play? No, he was uh, more of a singer, but he wanted me to do something with my life. So he, <laughs> <laughs> he got me some harmonicas, and back in those days they were like five bucks a piece, which they aren't anymore. But, you know, he, he um, got me listening to Little Walter and... Um, Muddy Waters, you know, everybody, you know, everyone yeah. that can play. and uh, He had great taste in music. He did, and and he just kept on at me about it, and I just kept playing it. And uh, as I got older, of course, I, I ended up joining a band, and I was the singer and the harmonica player, and it went on from there. And then I added other things. I, I do um, play keyboards for songwriting, but I can't sing and play at the same time. Yeah. My brain doesn't work that way. So you'll never see me on stage with the keyboards because a lot of people have asked me, said, how can you write songs when you just play harmonica? I went, oh, no, I can play other instruments. I just can't do them on stage. <laughs> yeah, I know other artists like that too. Yeah, it's you know, hard, man. It's like, ah. I think you're concentrating too much on what you're doing that you can't do it, you know. It's hard. Well, you got your harmonica in here I today. Do. You were thinking about playing something and, uh, you know... One great thing about it, like you said, it was five bucks. What what major instrument? And it is a major instrument in yeah. a blues club, you know. And so, you know, for five bucks, how do you get started any better than that? That's it, yeah, but you won't get them for five bucks anymore. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm very lucky, though. I get sponsored uh, by owner and there are other... There's like a fight between all these different harmonica companies about who I'm going to be with, you know. It's like... So you feel quite powerful. It's like, hmm, they, they're both after me, you know. So I'm, I'm now with Kong Sheng, which is a new uh, harmonica company that out of China, they're, funnily enough, they're from China, but their quality is excellent. You know, so uh, I've been playing those. I love them. So, yeah, this is my little, this is my little Suzuki here. You know, I always thought you rode a Suzuki. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Or, or drove a Suzuki. Yeah, yeah, like Yamaha, yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is my little Suzuki Folkmaster for those of you who are playing in... Um, we'll just do a little bit of that song that was on before. Oh, that's for kind the of, introduction where yeah, you did the pretty, ID? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great track. to fall in love with you Well I know what you say Well I know what you say Well I know what you say Well I know it really isn't gonna make a difference anyway Well, I know what you say. Well, I know what you say. Well, I know what you say. Well, I know. But it really isn't gonna make a difference, anyway. (laughs) 
nice. Hey. Hey, what's the name of that track? Well, I know. That's imagine it. that. Yeah. Well, imagine that. And it was actually the same CD that I had I Really Don't Know on. So I had a song called Well, I Know, and I had one called I Don't Know. I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice it till afterwards. You know? I was like, uh, it's, so, it's so funny because it's like even with my name, I, I didn't know what to call my band. And the guy said, your name's Harper and you play harp. I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll, yeah. I'll go with that then. Go with Harper. How yeah. can you go wrong? That's weird. Yeah. So when did you pick up this band? You went from Harper to Harper and Midwest Kind. Tell well, us that, about this. Yeah, well, that was because there are a lot of Harpers out there and it was really hard for me to, like, it, it was mostly for social media and stuff. And I thought, you know, like, if you click on me, you get lots of different Peter Harpers and Harper this, Harper that. So I thought, you know, the best way to do it is to actually give you the band a name. So I called them the Midwest kind because everyone's from the Midwest. And that helped. So now people can look up Harper and Midwest kind and then it goes straight there. So that was the real reason for doing it. I, I, I you know, it was kind of like double trouble. I mean, you know, poor old Stevie's no longer with us. But now they can play as Double Trouble. And I thought, well, if they ever happens to me... They, they can still play they, as they can Midwest still play, guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, you're kind of a Midwest guy too, though, really. You know? And, yeah, I am. And that had to be quite a change from Australia to the snowy country of up north there in uh, Michigan. Yeah, well, you know, we do get snow, but you can leave. That's the good part. That is. You know? That is a good part. Well, you could go skiing in Australia and then go to the beach afterwards and have a swim. You know, I was looking up uh, Australia, and I thought, man, it's a big country. Oh, it's and, same and, size as the U.S. But, but I mean, there's just, you can find deserts. You can find, you know, everything in that. Every kind of weather from one coast to the other. Yeah, that's true. It's a fascinating country. I mean, I spent most of my life there, of course. But I wasn't born there. I was actually born in England, and my father took us all back to Australia. There was this whole thing where they went, oh, we need more people in our country to build it up. So, uh, you know, he brought us all over. And at first, I've got to tell you, Alan, I wasn't real happy about going there. Yeah. It, looked, it looked like a desert to me. It's like, I don't want to live here. And here you were. You were only, what, 10, 11 10, years yeah, old at yeah. the time? And, uh, you know, you're moving completely different everything lost all my mates from school you oh. know like it was it was sad but i got used to it and uh, the surfing was incredible i learned to surf of course and uh, the beaches were in, in, insane i was on the west coast so perth uh is a beautiful spot i mean it's always hot there I and mean, the, the water is a constant 60 degrees Wow. I know. So you can certainly cool down on a hot Australian afternoon, huh? Yeah, well, the funny thing is, you know, you can uh, you could be cold outside and you go into the water and it's warm because mm. it's the Indian Ocean and, uh, of course, our little friends of the sharks like it that way too. <laughs> so you've got to keep your eyes peeled, you know. So what are you thinking of, of uh, you know, uh, the States? You know, you've been, like I say, you, the U.K. and Australia. Here you are. You've settled down here in the States for a good yeah. many years. What do you think of this? It's got to be a change as well. Well, the four seasons were the first thing, and, you know, I didn't realize how cold it actually gets here <laughs> because, you know, like summers are so warm, just like Australia. But the difference is, I mean, winter in Perth would be like 50. Yeah. You know, I never even owned a jacket. I mean, it's like... <laughs> But then I came here and, uh, you know, my first winter in Michigan was like minus 13. <laughs> and I went, 
How do people live? <laughs> Why? Who taught? Who told me to buy a piece of property yeah. in this state? <laughs> you know, the best part about it is, though. I mean, I travel a lot, so you know, I can always head out away from the snow if I want to. You know, make a little trip down south and you know do a tour there. It's a beautiful country. I mean, it never gets boring. You know. And, you know, kind of in a sense like Australia, you can go from one coast to the other. It's a whole different uh, everything from uh, the way the people talk yep. to to the weather. And, uh, you know, so if you don't like one part, you can go somewhere else. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like, I liked Australia. I liked working there. But it's only 20, 26 million people in the whole country. And the cities are large. I mean, you know, Melbourne's 6 million. But the, but the problem actually is really... There's only so far you can go there and then you can't work it any further. So it was our job to uh, come over here and once we got the record deal with Blind Pig, they didn't want us going back to Australia. For sure. <laughs> it's like they want us here to keep their eye on us. But, and they were great to work with. I did three CDs with them. They were a wonderful bunch of guys that, that ran that company. It's a pity that it's gone now. Exactly. I was, in fact, I was shocked when I heard that it was actually going away. Yeah, it I, was, think, I think he just wanted to retire out of it. You know, yeah. those guys had been putting Eddie and and uh, all the guys there were putting a lot of time into it, and uh, they've been doing it a long time. You know, so I think I guess they just figured they wanted to just relax over the last bit of their years. That you know, but it was it was a shock to me too because it was taken over by Orchard, which is I think Sony. And uh, you know they've they've got the, the all the material now, so that was weird. Uh, but I just went independent. I think nowadays you can easily uh, go independent with all the social media and all the other things that you get that keep your music going. You know, it's and you guys, of course, promoting. So uh, is Access Records? Is that your label? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's only us on it. I mean, I don't add anybody. I, I haven't got any other artists. I mean, Bobby manages Paul Nelson, of course. But yeah. He should be doing a new CD pretty soon. We're trying to get him to do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we've been, I've been after him for oh, years, yeah, you know. I've been after him for years. In fact, we talk about it every time he comes in. Man, how about some new stuff? Because yeah. his new band is just amazing. It's oh, the yeah. best group of individuals he's ever had together, I all think. All experienced, too. They've, they've all done some great work over the years with other great artists like Walter Trout and Warren Haynes, you know, all these unknowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. These so, unknowns. Yeah, he needs... I've written him three songs. He just hasn't got around to it yet. So he's he said to me, he says, I don't really write. And I said, I do. I'll give you these songs, you know, because I wanted to see him do it too. He will get around to it, I'm sure. Yeah, I know he will. Uh, he's just... Uh, you know, with like you say, the pandemic changed everything. It took yeah. two years of, you know, things that people might have had planned away from us. So hopefully things will start to coming back to normal and uh, people can uh, all gather whenever and wherever they want for as long as they want. Yeah, that's, yeah let's get it back to where it was. Or actually better than it was and be good. And, but, uh, you know, we did lose a lot of sh uh, places, as you know. A lot of venues closed down, but the zoo bar's still there. Yeah, thank yeah. goodness, yeah. man. Thank goodness we are, we are so. Where would we be in Lincoln without the zoo bar? It's historical, man. It's, it is. It's like it's, the, everyone should play there. It's a living, breathing history. It's a museum in itself. Oh, yeah. You know, if people haven't been there before, you should just go in there and look around at all the 
all the uh, different news things that are there, the, all the little trinkets everywhere. It's pretty amazing. It's and beautiful. I don't care where you're from. If I, I've spoken to artists coast to coast and, uh, you know, over in Europe and, and Brazil, and, uh, you know, everybody's heard of the zoo bar. It's, it's not some best-kept secret by no, any means. No. Well, there used to be other ones too. There was the Torch Club, which is still going in California, and that was a pretty amazing old venue. I, I love those ones that have been there and stood the test of time, don't you? I mean, it's just oh yeah, the best. You yeah. know, we need more of them. Well, I, I tell you what, man, we want to thank you for joining us this afternoon. You're going to be playing at the Zoo Bar. I am. And uh, 6 o'clock, right? Another early show? Uh, an early show, you know. He likes to do it that way. You know, uh, we so. love it. You know, look at my hair. <laughs> I love them early shows, man. You know, otherwise, I'm, you know, I'm... You know, someone's like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 6 o'clock, Harper and uh, Midwest Kind. Uh, Going to be playing a lot of stuff off your Rise Up CD. Yes, I am. And a few of the other ones, too. A few hidden gems that I've, I've pulled out of the hat. And, you know, like, as people know, I never play the same show twice. It's always a different show. So, hope to see you down there. And thanks to you, Al, for um, letting me come in and talk about stuff. Certainly my pleasure. Thank Bobby for contacting me. Somehow I missed uh, missed the uh, email that she replied to me on. And, huh. boy, she uh, she was diligent. She kept right on me and put her thumb on me and says, come on now, pay attention here, <laughs> yep, young man. That's it, yep. She does that to me too, <laughs> brother. I mean. Well, thanks for talking to me. My pleasure, brother. And uh, 6 o'clock tonight at the Zoo Bar Harbor and uh, Midwest Kind back in town. And uh, we're going to play a little something over here, Rise Up. It's the name of the CD. And talk to me. Oh, Thanks yeah, for taking good, the yeah, time. Like that one. Thanks, brother. All right, thank you. All right, everybody, here's what we got. A little bit of Harper from uh, Rise Up and uh, Talk To Me. Yeah. Right here on Highway Blues. <laughs> 